When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. This week we keep it PG with Ghoulies 2. Did you expect to see deaths in this movie? Well, we've got some bad news for you. Adam picked Ghoulies up and smashed them. Scott kicked them full force in the face. And I just walked out of the scare house. It's that easy. You literally just can walk out. Welcome to Horror Movie Night as we discuss Ghoulies 2. You're not wrong. So what is this movie rated? So I actually watched the R-rated version that came out on Blu-ray. Yeah, this movie, this movie is rated R. For what reason? Why? Well, Why is it rated R? Well, hold on a second. Let me stress something. There's an R-rated version that was released theatrically. When it got released on VHS and DVD, they trimmed it down to a PG-13 rating and cut out all the deaths and gore. When it came out about two months ago on Blu-ray from Scream Factory, they released the R-rated version again. So my version had like nine deaths, a dude with his arm ripped off, and a bunch of other shit. Oh, man. <laughs> Fuck my life. The, the version that I watched only had the uh, the arm amputation. That was the only thing that they actually kind of showed. Everything else, uh, as soon as the death was about to begin, they cut out. They fucking cut it away. Oh. Yeah, you don't even see the guy get his, his like, his... I'm assuming that he gets eaten ass first. Is that correct, what happens on the toilet? I believe so, yes. That... Which, which, was added, which was added last second because people bitched that no one got bit in the ass by a ghoulie in the first well, movie. Okay, with the whatever. It's so weird. Like, okay. Well, to be uh, fair, the cover of the DVD was a ghoulie coming out of a toilet with the uh, tagline, it'll get you in the end. So. Oh, okay. I, I didn't remember. I don't think I ever realized that that was the the uh, the tagline. Yeah. 
the thing is, like they they left that death so open ended. Like they left every death open ended because they just cut away before you actually saw how they died. So the question is, did that ghoulie just like straight crawl up that guy's ass? Oh, it bad myeloed him <laughs> like, in the worst yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, I, that guy fucking deserved it. I've got like essentially yeah, two notes. Is <laughs> this movie is so like to the point? <laughs> like, I just I had such a good time watching it that like my notes literally are just like the ghoulies are now in a uh, in a carnival and uh, they escape the carnival. Like that's like the extent of my notes right now. So uh, I'm relying a lot on you guys on this one. I'm trying to find my notes because yeah. I have I have notes for this and two more movies, and I do not know where they are. Uh, and I took great notes for this movie because this is like the fifth time I've watched it. It's got that awesome Wasp song. We can talk about that for oh, a second. Scream until you like it! <laughs> uh, first shot, Satan's dead. <laughs> which is, I, I just love it. I mean, I don't think in 1988... <clears throat> they were really still doing those kind of attractions at roving carnivals. Uh, they and were also, called they were called dark rides. <laughs> no, that, that wasn't that wasn't a ride. That was just a spooky. That was a that was a funhouse. Whatever. I'm calling so, it a yeah, dark ride. Nice, nice try, but <laughs> no. Um, also, like the the um, drunk uncle. Is is actually how I was expecting Adam to show up today onto the show. Um, I'm actually kind of disappointed in you right now, Adam. Like you should have taken one for the team and just been like pulling booze out of your out of your breast pocket for the entire episode. Like that guy has. If if he's got magic powers, his magic powers are actually to have a, uh, a, a the smallest bottle of booze that gets him drunk every night. Like it just refills. Uh, and that drunk <laughs> uncle. It is magical because he's drinking that hardcore in the in the cab of the truck. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah I well, yeah, you kind of got drunk, girl. Um, <laughs> so he's drinking the shit out of it in the cab of the truck, and and he just keeps drinking it, keeps drinking it. Every time it cuts back to him, it's just it's a full bottle. It's a full bottle of booze. You know, if if you're a drunk magician, warlock, whatever, I feel like that would be the first thing you'd do. You'd be like. Hmm. What's the most useful thing to me? Oh, a never-ending like. Uh, what? It's not a fifth. What the? What the hell size is that? It's just like, like a, a tiny. Flask. Little, it's like a it's flask, a but like a, a glass flask. Uh, that's a flask size that never empties. Also, fuck that guy because he doesn't offer any to his his cut his uh, nephew ever. No, fuck that guy for multiple reasons. One, he's the most annoying character in the fucking movie. He's Are you really kidding? Good. That guy's awesome. No, I fuck. No, actually, wait, I I'm wrong. The 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 small, the midget is actually oh, yeah. the, most, he is the most, most annoying person who has to speak in fucking iambic pentameter all the time. Yes, yeah, so, that guy. Okay, so, we'll I, get to that so guy this is what I, I hold on a second, hold on a second. So here's the things that I want to throw out there real quick as we're on the topic. A drunk uncle. Uh, Famous for not one but two movies, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space and Spaced Invaders. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, I remember, I remember him from both those movies. <laughs> <laughs> he plays essentially the same character in every single movie that he's in. He's just the drunk or the disappointing old man all of the time. 
but he did not come with his his dog Pooh Bear in this movie, so that was a little upsetting. Uh, two, whenever I see that particular uh, midget, that for whatever reason, Bill Fondacaro. Yeah, all I think of is Sabrina the Teenage Witch, right? Because he was the uh, yeah. he was obsessed with the one ant. Um, Roland. But as I'm watching this movie, I forgot that like his backstory is not only that he's training to be an actor, but for for that reason alone, his his acting choice is well. Then I am going to speak as if I am on stage at all times, which I think as a kid I probably thought was ridiculous. And then I actually took a theater class in college where that was how my professor spoke the entire class all semester long, and I was like, wow. That is a thing that douchey actors really do. <laughs> I like how you say douchey actor like you actually need the adjective. <laughs> not all uh, actors are talking like that, all right? Like, you're not interviewing Brad Pitt about Fight Club, and he's just like, oh, yes, Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I never knew I wanted that so bad in my life. <laughs> Nine's first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about, about Fight, Fight Club. Club. <laughs> my second rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. And the third rule of Fight Club is you must speak like you're in Shakespeare. <laughs> Actually, that would be the first rule of Fight Club. Okay, so back to Phil Fondacaro. I checked his IMDb, and it reads like every good bad movie from the 80s. <laughs> Into the 90s, he was an evil bong. Did you meet him when you were in L.A., Matt? I did not meet him when I was uh, – well, I mean, uh, they were there promoting Evil Bong 5, but <laughs> – There are five of those? Yeah, but my former, but my former like... boss appears in Evil Bong 420, so because Matt, of course which they did. Which of the Evil bond, Bong movies should we watch? Like, uh, well, the first one is definitely not worth watching. Um, <laughs> I don't remember if Evil Bong 3 is any good. I just remember that I like that the name of it is The Wrath of Bong. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I never saw Evil Bong 2, and I still haven't watched Evil Bong 420. I, I purchased it, but I haven't watched it yet. So you've seen Evil Bong 5? I haven't seen Evil Bong 5 either. I just saw they were promoting it. I'm not a fan of the Evil Bong franchise, to be totally honest. They don't even make... The, like, here's the thing about the Evil Bong movies. <laughs> At least the first the first one and the third one. Is it is literally just a bong with lips and eyes, but the mouth never moves. It only speaks telepathically to you. And it's basically what? just Wishmaster. Like, you get high with the Evil Bong, and then you go into some weird, trippy, like... <laughs> Like, uh, like you just imagine a thing and that thing kills you. So it's like Leprechaun too. Yeah, sort of. There is a scene in Evil Bong, the first Evil Bong, where uh, if I'm remembering the details correctly, someone smokes from the Evil Bong and imagines themselves at a strip club, and the Jack in the Box puppet from Demonic Toys is one of the people at the strip club. <laughs> Like, is it a Charlotte's Band film? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a it's a full moon picture. Oh god, yes. But is it but is it Charles Band? Because that sounds like such a Charles Band thing to do. <laughs> it might be. I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> Alright, so enough about Evil Bong. Let's get back to the good shit here. Um so the uh it, back to the very beginning, when the cultists are running after the the priest who's supposedly from Ghoulies 1. I, I Actually, I, I saw Ghoulies 1, and I don't remember the end. It's, I, I it's, was not, so... 
It's not a good movie. Ghoulies 1 no, is it's not really boring, and it basically just ends with them driving off. Like, they're, they're driving away, and then, like, it reveals that there's some ghoulies in the back of their car. I remember watching Ghoulies 1 when I was, like, 13, and it was on uh, the Space Channel in Canada. And, and, and I, I hated it. <laughs> I absolutely hated yeah, Ghoulies, it. So, Ghoulies, according to my parents, is the first movie I ever saw. Because when, when, I, a lot. when I was a kid... They like went to the video store. They had just bought a VHS or a VCR, and they went to the video store. And then, like it was you know 1985, 1986, so there wasn't a whole lot to choose from. So the only movie that was available was Ghoulies. So, so as a child, we had a family night together watching Ghoulies. That's a real. Your parents made some questionable decisions, I think. I, I think continuing to have children after me is a really big one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, why even try to improve on perfection, right? Yeah, right. yeah exactly. That's, that's what I was going to say. I was like, how do, you, how do you do better than perfect? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, you can tell that the, the, the production budget was pretty low on this flick because the cultists don't even have ceremonial daggers, just table legs. They're like, oh, we're going to beat the shit out of you with these table legs. Yeah, nobody's getting stabbed. But the practical effects on these on these ghoulies is just so good. Like people always bitch about how people like us don't think that movies look as good today. But seriously, if you're not going to make a practical effect, like a, 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 a seat, uh, if you're going to use CGI instead of a mechanical puppet that ha- is slathered in KY jelly, don't fucking talk to me. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm just going to like rapid fire through this shit. Um, So the the best part about the beginning that really just cements how absurd this film is, is that they paid some guy. Well, they probably paid some guy to make cat sounds for the cat ghoulie. So you were absolutely sure that it was supposed to be a cat ghoulie. Because each one of them is like... And, and, and there's like different collections and yeah. shit. Like it's like, and then and then I was looking at the rest of the ghoulies and I was like, well, what what animals are you supposed to be? Okay, like, I, I know yeah. there's there's a bat ghoulie, there's an well, alligator yeah. ghoulie, or, yeah. or maybe it's a it's an iguana or some shit, but it's some sort of lizard ghoulie. There's a well, is the cat ghoulie the one with the goat feet? I can't remember. It's both a cat and it has goats. Really, that's not breaking my suspension of disbelief here. (laughs) Um, And then there's, I think there's a, is there a dog one too? There's like a cat and dog one. I don't know. This is the best Gremlins ripoff. I really, this, this, uh, there, there. We've talked about a good number of Gremlins ripoffs on this show. I don't know. I, I feel like it's a tie between this and Critters Two, the main course. Oh, um, Critters Two is really good. You're right. Critters True is fun, but I'll tell you right now, this is better than Munchies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, this, is, this is better than Munchies. It's better than Spookies. It's better than... You take, that, you take that right fucking back. <laughs> fuck Have, you talking so, about? I'll fucking do you right in the gutter. Like, so this is, this is an important question to me. How many Ghoulies films have you guys seen? Have you just seen one and two? Did you go all the yeah, way into seen... Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies Go to College? I have not seen Ghoulies 3. I'm sad. Ghoulies, no, three, Ghoulies to Go to College it. featuring uh, Matthew Lillard in his, what? his film debut. Why didn't I pick that? Oh, by the way, everybody, I picked this movie. 
who else is in that? Hold on a second. Ghoulies, the ghoulies talk in that movie. They, <laughs> they jump that shark where the where the ghoulies just speak. I, I, I want to ask a question. Why are the ghoulies such douchebags? Why are they so mean to everyone? Like, They're not so mean <laughs> in part three. <laughs> the ghoulies no? just ghoulies just want to have fun. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Which is the next Survivor uh, Girls single. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I'm writing that down. Um, <laughs> but, but why? Why are they such assholes? Like, They're demons. Like, yeah, they're from hell. Why are you questioning this? They're so mean. But they're, why? They, I think it, don't be confused by their cuteness because they are adorable. Cute. They're pretty ugly. I think they're adorable. That's just me. Okay. All right. Well, Matt, we're also getting into the the, the place where we realize too many things about you today. Okay. So the redhead that is like um, talking to the main guy. I actually don't remember anybody's names from this movie. I've seen it so many times. And I just can't care to remember anybody's names except for only name that i remember is sir nigel that's sir it. nigel that's the only one i can remember too uh so there's this redhead who um the the nephew like the the protagonist walks up to him and is like hey can you help fix the truck and she's like i'm sure i can turn it on or or she makes some sort of shitty like sex advance at him and i'm like whoa you need to pump the brakes baby like uh, you can't screw your way to the top of the big top it just doesn't work that way but uh then we get to the best line that the old guy says He's like, I'm a magician. I can even make this bottle disappear. And I was like, oh, man, this is Adam in 50 years. Uh, <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah, it's Adam in 50 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then he, he busts out another fucking great line. He's like, I've got the DTs. I'm seeing things. And it really just cinches how depressing that character is because – He's so fucked. His life is just shit. He lives with his with his nephew for no explainable reason. He used to be a great magician. Got laughed off the stage. I'm assuming. Lives in a bottle. Is basically pickling himself. He hates magic. He hates his his Satan's den ride. He hates everything except for alcohol. I'm actually yeah. he plays drunk so well. I'm half convinced he was actually wasted during production. Like that's just I, he. He's one of the most convincing drunk actors I've ever seen. He probably just was drunk. I can't imagine That's that. What I'm I, I, I imagined he is actually the method actor in this movie. <laughs> is it really being a method actor if you're just getting wasted, like and reading your life? <laughs> hey, if that's what the character would do. <laughs> also, this movie was directed by Albert Band, so there is a definite correlation with why I like it because it was basically probably paid for by Charles Band. Um, yeah, no, he's yeah, so incestuous. There's no way both of you guys like this. This is a Charles Band movie, and you guys love it. <laughs> I right, pseudo right. like Charles Band. I, I've got no, mixed I, feelings I, on the dude. What is it's that sh- man's obsession with puppets? Why does he? I don't know. Love What's puppets? my obsession with puppets? They're fun. <laughs> all right. If you guys like Adventure Time, I can like evil puppets. I'm pretty sure Dancing Girls haven't been a thing at Carnival since before I was born. So that kind of took me out of the story, but I forgive them. Because it's just schlocky, and it's okay with me. Uh, yeah, it was, it, well, that was strange, though. Like, and, and in the background, on the, like, wall behind him, there was naked tits, yeah. <laughs> and there's, like, the weirdest assortment of people that are watching the girls, like, dance around like human snakes. There's, like, a really fat, ugly, middle-aged woman. There are children. There are teenagers. There's a lot of dudes who look like they are 
you know, not savory people. Um, yeah, that, <laughs> just weird. And also, I, I, I assume that the, the, the screenwriter was like, how can we endear audiences to the female lead? Let's make her a stripper with a heart of gold. <laughs> I mean, it worked in Independence <laughs> Day about, you know, 15 years later. Um, yeah, it's so cliche. It's so stupid. You yeah. know what? And Pretty Woman came out maybe a year later, so I'm thinking that someone watched Ghoulies 2 and then it was, like, was like, you know what? We could make a lot of money on this stripper with a heart of gold concept, but let's just make her a prostitute instead. Yeah, yeah. That was too, that was too tame. Um, <laughs> so then we got the child swearing beginning where these little brats go into the uh, into the, Satan's den and they're running around and they got a fucking – the one kid's got a ninja star. I, I love 1988 <laughs> when young boys could carry throwing stars in their back pockets just in case. Uh, but you know, gone, like gone are the Dennis the Menace days of a slingshot. <laughs> gone are the days when a kid could walk around with the ability to defend himself with fucking throwing stars from a a, a mail order catalog. That just doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> so we're, we're, we see Sasha Jensen show up. Um, he's in Days Confused. He's the the male lead in the teenage male lead in Halloween Four, which is my favorite of the Halloween movies. Uh, he's been in a couple other things, but he's he's not a good actor. Uh, oh, he was also um, he got turned into a vampire in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He's the one who's like, no, I'm a god, I, 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 like that guy. Ed Sasha Jensen. He's in this. Uh, I, I don't know who you're talking about, but I love that impression. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a great impression. Really. Shut up, guys. Shut up. Um, so we, we already touched on how much you love this Wasp song, so I can just pass over that. But we get to the best part of the movie, in my opinion, the rat snot part. So I forgot that there is a rat ghoulie. When we were trying to figure out how many ghoulies there were, there's a rat one. And he, like, opens his mouth and ejaculates green snot onto uh, those kids. Like They're like, but they think it's hilarious. Like, I, I love that. Well, I um, like I like that they, uh, you know, I'll use your wordage, uh, ejaculate the green slime. <laughs> on, it just showed how shitty the, 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 the puppet was. Onto the kissing couple. And, like, you know, it's previously no one wanted to go into Satan's Den. And then these two kids come out, and they're like, this thing is the tits. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. And everyone's like, oh, man, now I want to go see this thing. And then this couple comes out, and it's not even like the couple's laughing. It's it's literally um, – it's almost like when uh, – the best thing I can compare it to is that episode of The Simpsons where the tall guy pulls Nelson's pants down. He's like, hey, it's the kid who laughs at everybody. Let's laugh at him. And the whole crowd is like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Do you have a problem with the size with of my, my automobile? automobile. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's literally just – they depicted those kids as the shitty, obnoxious, like – I almost forgot this. I did have a note down that just said, my toots! <laughs> yes! Oh, my God. Yeah, I think I had a uh, – oh, yeah, I had that too. It was stuck between the I, – I passed over for the rat's knot. Um, I bet Christine Brown is very unstoked to watch this movie. Allison Lohman in uh, Drag Me to Hell. She's probably like PTSD, like shaking in a corner because no. there's <laughs> – No, more snot! Oh, no. Not again. The, so the rat's not – reminds me of something that i ate in like 1992 all right um so do you guys remember when tmnt2 the secret of the ooze came out 
they they made all these ooh, like mutant ninja turtle ooze foods and there was like this uh vanilla cream filled pastry that they had then slathered with um like green uh frosting so they looked like a turtle shell and then when you bit into it it was full of vanilla cream but it was like vanilla custard but it was dyed that green color it looked just like that rat's knot that they use in this that's all i can think of whenever i see this movie because as a kid i mean and as an adult i've always had a sweet tooth and i remember that i could not it took me a week to even try and get halfway through that that treat because it was so visually off-putting for like eight-year-old me and it was just super sweet it was like just the grossest treat and it's always stuck with me as like the, the the thing that kind of the worst thing that came out of the the second ninja turtles movie <laughs> yeah no i never ate that and 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 but you remember what i'm talking about it's not crazy right well actually yeah i think you might be because i <laughs> i've never encountered anything like that before. it was That's awful disgusting yeah it sounds horrible. It yeah, sounds yeah. So bad. Anyway, then we're at the the uh, other best part of the movie, the Ghoulies High Five, which just comes out of fucking nowhere. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Okay, so let's talk about this high five. <laughs> I, I I I rewind this like six times to watch it over and over and over again because it's so fucking funny. It's so fucking. Funny. I feel like That's there has weird. to be a ten hour. Um, version of it on YouTube somewhere. Just like, please high five, please high five, please high five for 10 hours. <laughs> All right. So they, they, wrap this, they wrap this guy up like a mummy. And yeah, they, and they stab him. him. Yeah. They, they, like he's, his stomach's all cut open and they stabbed him in the leg. So they put, they like shove him into a sarcophagus. And this crowd is watching them while they're doing this. Like the yeah. whole crowd is like watching them. They don't care right. at all. And, and the, little kid, the little kid starts going, rat, 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 It's rat, 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 it, it realizes how absurd this film is, and they just want to let you know that they're on the joke too. Exactly, I don't know. Exactly. It, it, it honestly does. Like I, it, it kind of. I was like, all right, they know what they know what they're doing. They <laughs> fucking know. <laughs> uh, this is the highlight so of the get, movie. Is the high five? That's fantastic. And then we actually get to the low part of the movie. Um. <laughs> I just want to make a little quick note here that the kiss between the, the male and female protagonist is like the worst kiss. It's like eighth grade level bad kissing. And it's about as steamy as this movie gets. I love, I just, this I, this movie should not be rated R. It should not have even been rated PG-13. It's just like a G-rated film with some ghoulies like causing a little bit of havoc. I mean, even That's the deaths exactly, are pretty tame. That is the, exactly my fucking issue with it. You don't see any of the deaths. The only gory thing that you see is the clown that gets his arm taken off in the pool, right? But yeah. everything else, everything else is off screen. You don't see any of it. It's all implied. And it's like, well, this, this should be like a PG movie. How is this rated R? 
why is it rated R? For fucking what reason? Uh, who knows? Now, I mean, we got Matt giving us explanation, but um, the the <laughs> um, so right before the uh, right right as the ghoulies get out of Satan's den and are about to cause some serious carnage, I'm pretty sure you see a ghoulie's ball sack. Like the ghoulie is like, yeah, like this is the cat one, and it like is crawling under something to go break shit. And I'm pretty sure you get a like a, a full screen, and somebody built a ball sack on that ghoulie. <laughs> I'm not rewatching it to look for it, but that was my that was pretty sure what that I saw happen. Uh, but that space travel ride is like. Did, did they fill the, the base of each one of those with, like, did they ballast each one of those with gasoline? Because one of them goes flying off, and it just caused a gigantic explosion. And I was like, oh, oh, whoa, okay, so the ghoulies do like to kill people. But, yeah, again, you don't see anything happen, so whatever. But then there's carnage all around, and the asshole guy who's, like, taking over the carnival uh, is like, oh, everybody, shit's going down, better go poop. And he's like, he looks in the mirror. He's like, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Like, is that an anxiety poop? I, I don't know. But I, I do like that it, they do another one of those um, zoom ins because obviously they're not going to show a ghoulie eating him from his butthole up to his like neck or wherever it came out. But you do see him just he like goes ah and overacts the shit out of it, and and it just like hot, like goes right into his face. And then uh, and and that gets the whole point of this movie is that. I don't know if it was Ghoulies 1 or 2, but I saw the poster or the um, VHS box uh, as, as a kid, and it scared me so much of sitting on the toilet, like, at, to an absurd level. Uh, I don't know. The way to tell is if the Ghoulie was wearing a shirt or not. I, I have to say it was probably Ghoulies 2. Pretty okay. sure. Ghoulies 2 had two Ghoulies on it. Uh, one yeah. coming oh, yeah. out of the toilet and one sitting across the top. Ghoulies one was just a single ghoulie wearing a shirt popping out of the tub or the toilet. Uh, so I just wanted to research Albert Band real quick. It's Charles Band's dad. <laughs> like, Holy crap. Yeah, he made he made Robot robot Jocks 2, The Robot Wars <laughs> as well. Oh my god, <laughs> are you for real? Yeah. yeah. You should probably watch that. <laughs> <laughs> The final fight is just absolutely insane, and uh, with the mega ghoulie, the mega ghoulie, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I have to say about that. I wish well, no, it's so ridiculous. It's so fucking oh, it's so stupid. When that happened, I I I I, I was so confused. I was so lost. I I, I had why it makes the... absolute sense. No, it doesn't make any fucking sense. What are you talking? about? No, it makes sense not in the the movie, but in the production. Like, um, it's just it, it, like there's no way to go beyond how absurd they what what the absurdity of what they've done already. <laughs> so they just like oh, guess better. The only way to get rid of these these uh, indestructible demons is to have a bigger indestructible demon who yeah, then eats dynamite and larger size one of them. <laughs> Also, why would why would it want to eat them? It would. I feel like it would have been funnier if it would have seen the one that looks like a mini version of it and been like, "Oh!" And then they would have been bros, and they would have just continued break like carnage. Like I don't know, Adam. On a scale of zero to ten, 
How upset did watching this movie make you? Well, this was probably a two. I was like, I was very confused by the end of this movie. And, um, but really like a two. This is no munchies. I, the whole time that I was watching this, I was like, well, at least I'm not watching munchies. (laughs) Yeah, this is way less, uh, way less, uh, annoying than munchies. Um, so. Munchies is unfucking bearable. So I feel like the. The giant, the giant ghoulie, I feel like, is also an element of, like, all of the Gremlins ripoffs, whereas, like, the first one's just a straight-up Gremlins ripoff, but now we've got to go one higher than Gr- Gremlins ever did. So, like, Critters, they had the giant crit ball, and this yeah. one, they have, like, the giant ghoulie. Like, they're like, all right, take that fucking Gremlins. What are you going to do? Make a talking Gremlin or something? And then, like, Gremlins 2, new match comes out, and they're like, yeah, fuck you guys and your giant crit ball and your giant ghoulie. We got a whole bunch of fucking weird-ass Gremlins. <laughs> are you saying a vegetable Gremlin? Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. All right, so you guys ready to talk about what you watched this week? Oh, sure. So when I was in Los Angeles, I was given the task of reviewing a movie, and also I met up with a friend who gave me his documentary. Uh, so the movie that I watched and reviewed is a film called Sunchoke. It came out this year. Uh, it's it's all right. It's a It's a really weird like psychological horror film which i'm not really the biggest fan of but i enjoyed it enough as is uh it stars i'm forgetting her name but the the geeky girl the super religious girl who lives across the street from the weirs in uh freaks and geeks winnie winnie yes winnie winnie so it stars winnie from freaks and geeks uh she plays a girl who's basically been locked up in her house by her family for years and uh it's it's just a really it's an unsettling film it's a sad film it's very well made but it's just not the type of movie that I really enjoy watching I'd rather watch you know Ghoulies too so uh, it's definitely worth checking out though if that's the type of movie that you're into because it it is very well done and I also watched my friend Kyle gave me a copy of his documentary which he was on the St Mort show maybe two years ago promoting uh, he made a little doc I think you can watch it on Vimo. It's maybe 50 minutes long, just called Phantasm, and it's about uh, horror conventions. He traveled to like nine or ten different horror conventions, interviewed the people who put the show on, interviewed some of the people who are regulars at the horror conventions to find out, you know, why do they do this stuff? Is it is it actually enjoyable for them, or is it just a way to make money? Uh, it's definitely a really cool little examination on being a horror fan. Uh, he's got a new doc that he's working on right now, and I'm kind of excited to see what happens uh, with. Uh, I'm campaigning to have a part in that bad boy. Um, <laughs> nice. That's about uh, cult films and how do cult films remain – like how how does a cult film exist in the day and age where you can just go and download any movie that you want, um, which I think is kind of a cool premise. So he's he's working on that right now. He just announced that that's coming out soon. I do not remember the title – 
uh, off the top of my head, but uh, I'll throw a link in the Facebook group when this episode comes out. Uh, but yeah, Phantasm's definitely a good time. Sunchoke is a good time if that's the type of movie you're into, but that's all I've got. I'll, I'll hop on with one thing. It's not a full movie, but um, somebody uh, on on our Facebook group suggested we watch uh, that um, the, the Freddy Krueger, um, that short that was like the confession of Jet Freddy Krueger. Yeah, I never um, watched it. Was it any good? <sighs> That's an answer enough. <laughs> I'm conflicted because as you guys and probably anybody that's listened to more than one episode of this uh, podcast knows, uh, Freddy Krueger is my absolute favorite horror movie villain. And it's – well, and so so I have a hard time because really the only – the only Nightmare on Elm Street that I really like is the first one. I like Dream Warriors. I mean, I watch all of them, and they're all fun for different reasons. But the tone of what Freddy was is only correct in the first one, in my opinion, because he was a sex offender. Yeah, he so... would rape and molest and then murder children. And so, that's what made him fucking scary. So it's funny because one of the, uh, one of the co-hosts of Killer POV and um, Shockwaves always makes the argument, and I can't totally disagree with it, that he firmly believes that if there was never a remake, or never a sequel to Nightmare on Elm Street, that we would look at Nightmare on Elm Street the same way we look at, like, The Shining and The Exorcist as, like, a legitimately terrifying horror film that, that like, was unique and different, but he's like, then well, we made, like, still, 17 sequels that made us completely change our perspective of Freddy. But the thing is, I still think movie. that, I think of Freddy as... Nightmare on Elm Street one, Freddy, because the other ones they didn't scare. I I I was terrified of Freddy. Like I had a pathological fear. I would have nightmares about him more than once a week as an, as a child because I knew what he was and I had seen a picture, one fucking picture of him, and it scared me so much that I was just terrified of the concept of Freddy and that he loved to come after kids. I knew that much, and so when I went to I, I I've told you guys this before. I only watched Nightmare on Elm Street like when I was 13 or something like that. I, I took a long time to finally watch it because I was like, you know what? It's probably not going to be as good as um, what I've built it up in my head to be. And I finally watched it. And I was like, oh, my God, I love it. I love the the visuals of it. I love the story. I think that it's just a fantastic film. Um, and there have been more than one uh Time. There are multiple times I've found people talking about how um, Wes Craven was originally going to make him a, a, a pedophile. A, and then because of some murders that happened around that time, um, they were, were worried that it would get like an NC-17 or an X rating or something like that. Or it would just get way, way too much negative press if they did that. And so they just made it kind of like they toned it down in editing. And it's more implied than anything, and that's why people will argue all the time, like, no, he just loved to kill kids. No, he was he was a pedophile. Like, that's it really – it's died in the wool. Like, I will never not believe that. So I don't know if we've ever talked on the show about this, but I know that personally we've talked about it. If the only way that I think that they could have remade the movie with J- uh, Jackie Earl Haley um, – is that his name? Yeah. Um, who I think was the only – person that could have carried the mantle from oh, yeah. Robert England. That remake but, is garbage, but not because of Jackie Earl Haley. It, 
<laughs> exactly. But people, I feel like there are a lot of mediocre people, like people that don't really think critically about films that just blame that, blame him for not making that movie great. But read the fucking script. It's yeah. awful. But if they would have made a movie where it was ambiguous, whether he was guilty or not, and then it was a witch hunt and the parents of Elm Street or of Springwood, I guess, killed him. And then his spirit was like, well, fuck you. I'm coming after your kids. That would have been a really good. I mean, I think that it was kind of it started off that way in the beginning. And then it's like, well, yeah, he's been he was killing kids as, as a as a um, when he was alive. But I feel like if they would have made it the opposite, that would have make, made it worthwhile to have a remake. I but always argued that it. I would have liked uh, when they were doing that remake because I was of the impression as a kid always that, yes, no, he was molesting these kids. He was a pedophile. Uh, I always would have liked if that movie took the angle where it was like, no, he was innocent and these kids just kind of got him murdered for nothing. And that and it's a revenge story. And I was like, I could be on board for that. But instead, that movie has like 45 minutes of two boring teenagers doing all this research in a library just to tell us what we already fucking know about Freddy Krueger. Right. It's so stupid. So, uh, I yeah, there was a lot of issues with that movie, and Jackie Earl Haley is not one of them. Um, I almost wonder if – I'd love to like – Maybe maybe next time I like am hanging out with some of my younger cousins who are who are into horror. I'd I'd love to know if they have horror icons that they've never seen the movie of, but they know everything about the way that we knew who like Michael Myers, Leatherface, Jason, and Freddy Krueger were. Because it was years until I watched any of those movies. But if you showed me a picture of any of those guys, I'd be able to tell you who they were, what film franchise they're a part of, and like what their backstory was. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think that it's gonna happen though, because like it, it's like the internet. It, it it's too easy to to go watch anything you want. It's not like you even have to have parental supervision to see an R-rated movie anymore. So I I, I don't think that I, I think that it's an awesome concept, but I don't think that you're gonna get any um, positive feedback for that. Yeah. All right. So how about you, Adam? What'd you watch? All right, so I haven't actually watched anything in a while. Um, it's been mostly just, like, TV shows and stuff. Uh, I finished Preacher, actually. Preacher, you guys remember me telling you about, like, how they put that show together for Preacher, yeah. right? Yeah, right? you said it, was, so, it started it, off good, and then you said that it's becoming a struggle to keep watching. Yeah, it, it, it <laughs> was shit for a while. It actually was really shitty for a while. Because it would, it, it didn't explain anything. Like it, it just really thrust you into the middle of this shit, and you just had to figure it out on your own. But um, it, it finally, they finished up the season, and the season finale was so fucking good. It was so good. It was fucking amazing. That was actually amazing. Like it was great. So it, it won me over, and I'm willing to watch a second season of it. I'm definitely willing to watch that because it, it was very good. Um, and I'm also been watching Brain Dead. Um, you remember me telling you guys about Brain Dead? Yeah, you had mentioned With, that uh, on a previous episode. Yeah, did you guys check it out or? No, not yet. You weren't really selling it for me. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not the greatest show either. Um, it, some stupid shit happened in the last episode that I watched. It was so stupid. It was so fucking stupid. Um, so the whole 
premise of the show is people are getting taken over by ants, right? Like ants are crawling in their ears and taking their brains over, right? Yeah. So the one chick, she gets a bunch of ants in her ears and 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 they figure out that the only way to get the ants out of your ears is to get fucked, like to have sex. Oh, so, God. So, so one of the characters literally fucks the ants right out of her. Like, <laughs> it's so stupid. It's, I think it's, that that's supposed to be some sort of meta commentary about, like, entertainment, but it just is real ham-fisted. Oh, 100%. They are trying to say something, but it's just the worst thing ever. It's <laughs> <laughs> it, it's every time that you tell us about this show it just sounds like a show that you made up like, <laughs> I, I know i know does that act sounds just ridiculous like oh she gets infected by alien ants and then she gets them fucked right in like, wait does she become an alien ant farm <laughs> <laughs> Consistently, people are people are like Annie. Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> oh, but she got struck by a smooth criminal. Uh, <laughs> movies was also a song by that band. <laughs> oh, oh, I forgot. I watched something else. Oh man. Oh, Megan just reminded me. So, um, I've had a little bit, a tiny little bit of free time before bed this last two days, and so I was rewatching the the first season of The Flash. And uh, William Sadler is in it. <laughs> I was wondering when this was going to come back to Kurt Vonnegut in some way. There it is. Uh. Oh, and he was like, do you like Speed Force? <laughs> Cut that joke. That joke fucking sucks. Do, do, do you read Barry Allen? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that show is so ludicrous man. like it, it is out of fucking control they just do whatever they want on that show it's so funny it's it's, so it's kind of it's kind of hard to rewatch because like i know what's gonna happen and the drama just drags but it's just really fun um I, the thing in season two particularly that bugs me and i know i've mentioned this before is that they just they they find a metahuman and just kill it like oh yeah they're, they're such rampant they're, murderers. They're, they're straight up murderers. Yeah. They do whatever the fuck you want. Every episode is murder. Barry <laughs> Allen has killed more people than any of the bad guys that he goes after. <laughs> Who's the hero here? You know, like whether it was just like, man, this guy's a killer. I got to take him out. Well, that was Ghoulies 2 from 1988, uh, picked by Scott. Mostly, You're I, welcome. Mostly because he loves Wasp so much. <laughs> <laughs> We don't always have to pick the movies. You guys can sometimes pick the movies. You know this by now. So go ahead. Shoot us an email at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what movies you think that we should be watching. And while you're at it, how about you actually send it to us in a, in a nice, detailed email. Give us something that we, can, uh, that we can read on the website. Or even better, you can call the phone number. Uh, the phone line's number I am going to look up in a second because I should have had that prepared. But feel yeah, free to leave us. Okay. While he looks that up, guys, you need to hit us up on Twitter. You need to hit us up on Facebook. You need to definitely follow all that shit. Because we're he, can really... hit us off, he can hit on us on Tinder. Yeah, we're, we're all on Tinder. 
Matt mostly. <laughs> yep. So you can hit us up uh, on our voicemail at 405-466-7632. And please leave us, you know, a good detailed voicemail uh, as yourself about <laughs> about what movies you would like us to talk about. Uh, and if it, if we end up picking your movie, we'll play the voicemail on the air. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, guys, it, it's fine. We've been getting a bunch of joke voicemails, and it's hilarious. But there are no picks in there. Yeah, there's nothing I, we can yeah, really do love, with them. <laughs> yeah, I would love some actually sincere voicemails yeah. as well. I, I listen, be- I listen, and I chuckle, and then I, uh, I, I, I quietly drag that over to the to the voicemail box that I'm not using. You know, you know who you are, Steve Austin slash Sex Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, shoot us emails, give us phone calls at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter. Adam is working like a fucking beast over there, keeping us engaged as much as humanly possible. And don't forget to take some time to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud and whatever other way that you listen to our show. It helps us with numbers or something, or so I'm told. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. I did. I did actually like a second song by them. They had a song called These Days. And uh, they like they did a video where they where they bombed they like photo bombed the BET Awards. <laughs> so I didn't. I never knew this. Do you know what the name of their first album was? Nope. Greatest hits. <laughs> That's. I, I like the concept of them way better than like. <laughs> I listened to that full full album at one point or another, and uh, oh, and, 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 anthology. And... <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, I like the concept of them, but they really they could not carry a full album. They were not that great. They wrote some good songs, at least two, maybe three. So that was about it. <laughs> hey, hey, Matt, I hate to break it to you, but um, they didn't write "Smooth Criminal." <laughs> Hey, they did a better version of Smooth Criminal than the original, and I'm standing by that. Dude, yeah. do not. I, I'm going to tell Megan not to listen to this episode because she will fucking kill you for saying that. <laughs> dude, dude, she's sitting next to me. She figured out what you said. She's, not <laughs> she's so fucking mad right now. Dude, she's going to unfriend you over this. Tell her that it's okay. It's okay. It's okay, Megan. <laughs> I'm not, dude. I wanna. I want to actually. No, no, no. Uh, it. Yeah. Dude, you, dude, you gotta, you gotta fucking do. Like, no. Are you, okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, baby? <laughs> Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. 
Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 